0: Hello, welcome to Utobia. Stephen Chicken here with David Hartrick, as usual. Hello. Hi, how's it going?
1: Very good. Seems like a lifetime since I last saw you.
0: Ah, uh, It was only Saturday. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it's, it always feels like a lifetime when we're apart, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it might be a bit one-sided.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wearing your Bobby Baggio hoodie there.
1: Yes, one of my favourite ever players. Genius.
0: Is there, Go on.
1: I don't use that word lightly.
0: Is there any chance he's going to sign for town?
1: Probably not, no. but he is one of my favourite ever players, genuinely. Pelé, Maradona, Baggio, Zamora. <laughs> four geniuses, <laughs> four sides of the genius square.
0: Everett, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, excellent, so we've had two games since we last recorded. We didn't get a chance to do one last week. Um, you
1: had some well-deserved time off. I know, you?
0: imagine that, Mel back from South Africa. Um, meant I could take a couple of days off and you've been busy with various projects yeah, etc so, yeah. so yeah we played Barnsley didn't we <laughs>
1: yeah it, the thing about that game is I think the second half was largely a positive they did much better cracking, certainly
0: compared for the first
1: yeah cracking goal from O'Brien, oh brilliant yeah, goal, great goal of the season so far for town Yeah, but they, that first 45 minutes was
0: it's I as mean, bad as we've seen yeah, all it, season
1: it was I, I'd go a bit further Steve Actually, I actually think it's probably the worst 45 minutes they've put in this season I mean even under Jan I don't think I've seen as they're so disorganised yeah
0: Bristol I think was the only one that was worse the first half against yeah. Bristol um, Where they it, were they four it, one down it, at the break
1: as a collective they were just all over the show, mm. but you know I, nobody knows what happened before, nobody knows what happened at half time and we 're not going to comment, but they came out second half much more organized, all pulling the same way, and you know they they didn 't get the result, but that first forty five minutes didn 't deserve anything from the game it was It was poor
0: yeah, it was three out of tens all round wasn 't it I mean yeah. Jaden Brown got absolutely killed down that left wing. Which, uh, genuinely, we felt sorry for him.
1: Yeah, and you know, we were both at the FA Cup game at Southampton, and he got he spent the first fifteen minutes getting murdered by Kevin Danso, and then he grew into the game and eventually had him in his pocket to the point where he got subbed off. So, it, it, I don't think it's a reflection of. How bad he is a player, or anything, I think it 's just a reflection of his age yeah exactly it 's just a bit of experience, a bit of now bit of know how comes into it doesn 't it I think that's that 's where it is really,
0: yeah Colin Grant was the other player that was substituted now, interestingly when we we sort of spoke about Colin Grant and what might be in his future and mm. and how things have been over the last few weeks it 's now i think what 's it one goal in ten for Colin Grant, mm. I think, after the Brentford game. <laughs> But he was taken off at the break. No one particularly complained that he was taken off, which no. I think says a lot when you're taking off your top scorer and no one's particularly yeah. picking off a fuss. Yeah. Um, he was not <laughs> mm. not good. But Danny Cowley has revealed, interestingly, that that Karl-Hein Grant has barely played of last, uh, barely trained, I should say, in the first sort of three weeks of the year. He's had various injuries, etc. Apparently, and he's he's barely had any try, time on the training field. But every match day, he's come and stuck his hand up and and been selected. Do you think he's a player who's played too much football?
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think like before the Barnsley game, what had he missed nine minutes yeah, of the season? I think ten,
0: yeah, something, something like, that. like
1: that. And he's still a relatively young player as well and he's been in a position that requires a lot of hard work ask Fraze Campbell what it's like playing up front for town yeah. you know, up front free um, so yeah I, I think we don't know all the details of all the injuries and what have you but I'm not surprised he's you know, picking up the odd muscle strain etc and needs a bit of rest but he he looks a player shorn of confidence Um he's been it's one of those players he's a bit like the Cowleys in that in his career today it's just been on the graph it's just been one line going up mm-hmm. and he's in he's in a sticky spell at the moment um we'll come on to the Brentford game but there was a couple of moments in the Brentford game that were real really
0: yeah <laughs> moments. of all the players on the pitch um,
1: yeah and he needs to just get he, he, it's it's the easiest thing in the world to say Steve but it's that thing about he needs to get back to basics Mm. and do the simple things before he starts trying to beat two defenders and wrap one in from 25 yards you know curling it past the keeper's hand it's, he's got to go down to the simple stuff, but yeah, we'll get into that a bit in the Brentford game.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one because you could you could go the cod psychology route and say as he had his head turned, you know there were rumours about West Brom being interested in him. We we believe West Brom are interested, but um, from what we're told, there there hasn't been a bid for Grant no, yet.
1: And I think before fans start thinking, oh, West Brom are coming for him, he will be like one of the A targets on the scouting lists of probably. Ten to fifteen clubs. Yeah. So just because a club doesn't want to sort of say no, we're not interested,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: doesn't necessarily mean they've got a bid there ready and it's coming in at quarter to twelve on deadline day yeah. or anything like that. It's it. It just means yeah, they would love to add him into the squad. We don't know, Steve, and there. I think we have to comment on the fact there's loads of rumours kicking around on Twitter. I think you, you you just there's things that can be said and things that can't be said, but he's not a player who strikes me would be a massive issue longer term if his head had been turned anyway because no. I think this summer we've spoke about it <laughs> we spoke about it when he was at his peak, yeah. Steve this season and said ultimately this summer he's probably going to leave one way or another but Town are going to get a level of money for him where they can replace him with two players yeah so we'll we'll see, we'll see there may be something in it, there may not we, you know as I said, there's things we can say and can't say but I, I don't think he'll be a problem longer term. He's not gonna be a Winston Bahada, go on strike <laughs> or anything, is he ultimately nice pronunciation. He to, but he wants to he wants to play football, doesn't he? He wants to yeah. and that's clear, he's just played too
0: much football. And and even when he was as you say, when he was on that good run, you know, Danny Cowley's acknowledged then we've had him on a Premier League training schedule. Mm. We've been training him like he's a like a Premier League club would because that's yeah. his ambitions yep that's where he wants to get to so we want to help him do that
1: him and he's been very clear about that himself it's yeah. not a secret no <laughs> you know he's, he's not he's not going to get a testimonial at Huddersfield Town <laughs> it's not going to happen but at the same time you can't as Town fans you can't let that bother you you've just got to enjoy yeah. the player while you've got him because ultimately you lose everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Yeah. so exactly. you, you just have to enjoy the player while you've got him and I uh, there's a chance he might go before the end of the window, but I I would be surprised.
0: Yeah, I would would be as well. We should probably go on to to Brentford then, because I think Barnsley we we all know it was a bit of a a bit of a horror show, but it was a long time in the past now, particularly <laughs> yeah. after the nil nil against Brentford, which was a really really good point for Excellent Danny Car yeah. team. I mean, Brentford have been. Since we had previously paid Brentford, they've been the best team in the championship. They've and that had the best.
1: Three is just yeah. incredible. Yeah, I mean I know it was nil nil on Saturday, but they just never Stopped moving. I mean they're absolute defenders' nightmare. Yeah,
0: I think that might be the uh, Thomas Frank said after the game. We've never, we've not had a game this season where at least one of the three of them hasn't mm. been, you know, hasn't come up with something.
1: The BMW wasn't highly tuned, as he said on Saturday, which was a a very... Nice line. Yeah, nice Well... (laughs) (laughs) I did roll my eyes somewhat when he said that. But I think the first thing we should probably say, it was dull.
0: Yes, first half in particular.
1: But it was dull by design, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, as I've put in the five conclusions that I've just finished, I think the first half kind of typified by... I think it was 39th minute and Danny Simpson right in front of the dugouts went to take a quick throw in and he was shouting to Kachunga make the run yeah. and I'll, I'll take this throw in quick and Kachunga just sort of held his hand out and shook his head and went nah nah yeah. <laughs> just slow it down calm it down
1: but that's the thing if you try and play football against Brentford yeah, they're going to murder you yeah. they're going to murder you because they are all they, all they look for is space all the time their midfield and that front three they're just constantly on the move so town you know just had to slow it down one of the things I thought was quite interesting was me and you have a chuckle every game every half because we get the Cowley special which is where a player goes down injured and it gives him time to Mm. basically that player miraculously is always all right but needs a bit of looking at like Mm. And it gives him time to have a reshuffle and often you find the wingers are swapped or the full-backs are slightly higher up or the midfields adjusted. Miraculous. He didn't do that. No. And Three I'm minutes just,
0: of injury time total.
1: I wonder if it's a combination of two things. I wonder if it's the ref um, in the last game who warned him first half that he knew what he was doing and then put, what was it, nine minutes yeah. of injury time to teach him a lesson. So I wonder if it's partly that. But I also wonder if it's just they were so drilled we're not going to change our plan unless we concede this is what you do for however long it takes. I wonder if it was just a case of genuinely there is only one way to play this game. There's nothing we can do that's going to make it any easier or suddenly unlock a door somewhere just keep on keeping on and it, you know like I say it was dull but it was fans do have to appreciate it was dull by design it was dull to try and get a point
0: yeah i said this to practically everyone in the press box before and after the game but this is the one game of the season where they can play like that at home mm. and get the nil-nil, and everyone will say great job yeah, done fine. they can't do that every home game because nah people will be complaining about the lack of ambition and the lack yeah. of entertainment and rightly so but this game as you say it was the only thing they could do I think and and they executed yeah. it well as, as and even could have won the game I mean the first 15 minutes after the break I think that was sort of the one time where they were told they, uh, go and have a nibble for yeah, 15 minutes and well, see if you get anything I, uh,
1: I'm, I'm not sure whether they were told that or whether they were just told to get Smith Row on the ball mm. because suddenly it was very very clear that the midfielders Their first instinct Because Smithrow was very quiet first half we, would, we were talking about that And I was saying he was doing that classic thing Of looking like he's closing down But he's not actually closing down He's actually spay, staying fairly spare mm. So that if Fraser Campbell does go And manage to get something He can be there immediately And it doesn't The thing is, sometimes that looks slightly disinterested. It's not. It's a tactical thing. He's obviously been told, stay in the space, because if anything happens, I want Mm. you feeling on that. But then second half, it was really, really clear that the midfielders and the defenders, instead of the defender, interestingly, it was Stearman who was hitting that diagonal first Mm. half, they looked for Smith-Rowe every time. And it became very, very clear in that 15, 20 minutes that he's got a lot to offer. Yeah. You know, he's got something a bit different. But then obviously he got man marked basically from that point. Brentford moved a midfielder back onto him and they had to go back to plan A, which yeah. which were fine. But I almost think you sort of saw enough in that 15, 20 minutes to go, yeah, well, that's the future. That's the progress. Yeah. It's Smith Rowe as a number 10. I mean, they moved him wide at one point when they did the subs to try and get him free and he was still very heavily marked. So. Yeah, you think against a side who aren't Brentford, who aren't really really good,
0: mm-hmm. best defence in the championship. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, bear in mind, Town have still got Luton at home to come, Wigan at home to come, yeah. um, and you know a couple of other sides that yeah, you look Derby at: Derby and
0: Charlton, uh, Derby away, Charlton at home. Yeah, you yeah.
1: look. Mm, Hang on a sec. He's he's going to get some joy against them sides because they're just defensively they just won't be able to do what Brentford did.
0: And those are the games where Town have struggled, which we banged on and on and on about. But Town have this season done really well against uh, maybe not the top teams. So that you know they've obviously lost to West Brom, lost to Leeds, but they've picked up points against the likes of Forest and Brentford and Blackburn. Yeah, and Hull, who have you know all had their moments this season. I mean. Blackburn went and beat Wednesday 5-0 away from home on Saturday. Yeah. They've, but they've lost to Stoke and uh, Middlesbrough yeah. and dropped, put, Drew against Wigan lost against Barnsley. And I think they've, they've done really well on the counter-attack and that's why they've got those results, particularly away against Brentford. They've done really well on the counter-attacks but they haven't had anything else. But I think Smith-Rowe... Gives them that yeah. sort of that extra dimension and gives them that plan A, yeah. particularly at home.
1: But you, like, you look at all Towns' goals this season, and you've now got a few set plays in there. Yeah, the majority of them have come from counterattacks or a high press. Yeah, basically, you know, somebody wins the ball high up the pitch and and Town are on it. And you're right. What they haven't got is those like 2025 20, goals a season that just come from open play. Mm. You know, that just come from normal passing transitions. And that is something that has been a problem at Town for I would argue. Well, just after Christmas in the first season in the Premier League, they yeah. they really struggled to create anything, you know, organic just from having the ball. If Smith Rowe can bring that back, you know, I I maintain they'll be ultimately they'll be fine anyway but they'll be absolutely fine if Smithrow brings them those you 10-15 know, goals from open play before between now and the end of the season yeah, they'll be absolutely fine
0: He almost got his first assist and should have got his first assist yeah. as well there was, it was the 51st minute I think it was it was uh, a yeah. uh, 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 ball in from the right from Smithrow so Chalibur actually played the pass it was a brilliant pass it was yeah, the it fir- was. first time pass out to Smithrow on the right and Smithrow putting across the defender sort of could have cleared
1: I, I think he got a shout I think
0: he got a shout
1: From someone Whether it was the defender Who was behind Because there's a defender Behind Grant mm. Or it was the keeper Who thought Just let it run Across Because misjudged Where Grant was Or something I don't yeah. know But you wouldn't leave it Like that Because he was going Towards the ball
0: And then he just yeah. Stopped Didn't yeah. he Yeah
1: it was, it was a weird one But then Grant Tried to take the maker's name Off the ball Instead of just Just use the pace Of the ball And just foot it Back across the keeper Yeah it was the finish of a man who hasn't scored for a while, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: very much so. And two minutes before that, in fact, that was the 61st minute, I think, it was the... Let's ignore the minutes. Two minutes before that, he had another ball from Chalabert, another cracking ball from Chalabert, over the top. And Grant tried to sort of take it down before it bounced and ended up just sort of kicking it into the keeper's hands. Whereas if he'd just let it bounce and let it run, he would have been clean through on a one on one. The the
1: thing about that ball was that that was the sort of ball that he would have thrived on earlier in the season. Because yeah. basically it would have been him on the front foot against two defenders still on the turn. Yeah. That's the sort of chance he was absolutely you know like gobbling up. And the touch was so it oh, was so heavy. Yeah. It was neither one thing nor the other, was it?
0: It was just It just well yeah, I mean he as I say, he was twenty five yards out and yeah. his touch took it all the way through to the keeper on the edge of the six yard box.
1: Yeah, but again it's that it's it's confidence. He he needs a goal. I I think it is hard when you're a young player who's had nothing but success when you do hit a You know, a a tough spell. You've got to remember, this is the player who was still scoring for Town in the Premier League. Mm. Um, You know, he was getting goals away from home in the Premier League as well. Who started the season under Yan as the only one scoring goals. He's never had a bit of a a dry spell. And what was interesting Saturday is, me and you have sat here and said one of the problems he's is on a little bit of a run is because Town aren't getting the ball to him in good positions, but. They really were on Saturday, mm. you know. Not just those two occasions. There are another couple of occasions where they got the ball to him where he likes to be, which is out wide on the left, so he can cut inside. And there was one where he ended up literally just like running across the penalty area, basically, till he ended up essentially on the right-hand wing trying to cross the ball. And you think, yeah, that's that's a player who's not a hundred percent red-zone player, as mm. Arsene Wenger would say. So yeah, but they, I I was, I was quite impressed by Town on Saturday. Without, you know, don't get me wrong, I wasn't off my seat
0: at any (laughs) point.
1: But I I covered Brentford a couple of times this season, and they are, I mean, they're a Premier League side. Yeah. On their day, they are a Premier League side, and on their day, I would go even further and say that. With a couple of additions, they can probably do what Sheffield United are doing, mm. which is is survive comfortably because they've they've just got so many goals, yeah, <laughs> so many goals in their side. So, for Town to keep them out in the manner they did, you know, as I said, it's not it doesn't quicken the pulse, but it's another point on the board against a team who will beat everybody else around town, yeah, and that's what's important.
0: And the the other big positive is even if Grant's missing chances, at least they're making yeah. him chances now. Yeah. Which, you know, he's I can't remember any real clear cut chances he's even had in the, the previous few games. So that's no. a positive. we know that with his quality he'll come good. Mm. We know he's a you know, generally a confident player and I th- he'll he'll start scoring again. I, but, I don't think yeah, there about I'd, that.
1: Like Danny's been at great pains in every press conference we've been into to say how hard he works. Mm. So if you take the fact that he can't train and keep himself like at the where mm. he wants to be, the level he wants to be, that'll come into it as well. Yeah. You know, he, he looks like a player who wants and needs to play football to me. It's worth talking about Stearman, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I was about to say we've we've talked a bit about Emil Smith-Rowe, but Richard Stearman and Harry Toffolo as well. But Stearman in particular, such a good debut. I mean, yeah. about as good as a debut you'll ever see from a central defender who's never played yeah. with his partner before.
1: I, I said to you, he looked different class at times. he yeah, did. I, nothing against John Sankovic, but I don't think they'd have got that 0-0 with him there, purely because I think he would have committed more than once at times where Stearman knew to hold his position or just show a player where he wanted him to go um and it was just that anticipation i mean how many times did he step out of defense and head the ball i mean he can head the ball so high yeah <laughs> higher than i've ever seen anyone head a ball before <laughs> but um you know how many times did what he a just... weird
0: bit of praise well it <laughs> is true though yeah i but can't agree
1: it's the thing is with something like that is it's not flashy and it's not a last-ditch tackle. It's not scooping it off the line. But what fans have got to appreciate there is it's actually having the anticipation to stop a situation occurring by just going, no, I know where the ball's going, so I'm going to go there and I'm going to stop it happening. Mm. And they, the one time he went to ground, as you pointed out, was just just perfect tackle, wasn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, inch perfect on the end of the day. Yeah. Um, just to, to poked it away, got it clear as well. It was Yeah. It,
1: like I've talked about Elphick, how he played Schindler in the form. Schindler is a defender at his best when he's got somebody else A he trusts and B who not does the dirty work but he doesn't he he basically Schindler can do what he's good at and the other defender can do what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they it's it, very early days, it's ninety minutes of a debut. Yeah. And Stearman will need it's good that they've got the break this weekend, but when Steven plays three games in you know ten days, he will need a break because he's just not played much football. Mm. So it's not like Stankovic is not going to get the chance. But I mean, I said to you, he just looks—he he look, genuinely looked a different class.
0: Yeah, he was probably out of all the signings, the one that the, the one that the fans were sort of least excited by yeah. out of all the four, the one that the fans were least excited by, but the one that I heard the best things from other journalists mm. you know I spoke to a couple of guys who have covered a lot of Sheffield United over the years and they said mate he's class yeah. like he's, 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 a, he's a brilliant sign in on a free it, transfer
1: and that's it I, and you saw I spoke about it earlier it was him that was stepping out of defence and hitting that diagonal first half yeah it was on
0: the ball as well he was impressive yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I th- I think you've got a player there who who's doing the Elphick thing of not only if, is he doing his own game he's getting more from Schindler and you know, as much as I love Tommy Tommy now feels because of the injury through no, you know, no fault of his own he's definitely going to be four of four choices I think when he does come back mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of Romare Edmonds Green as well so yeah
0: no on loan at Swindon of course
1: yeah so he could be technically even further down the list but we, we shall see but yeah and Toffolo I thought the thing that was quite interesting about Toffolo is as good as Danny Simpson is defensively he doesn't offer huge amounts going forward because ultimately, I mean, Danny can, Danny Cowley can sit and tell us what an athlete he is repeatedly, but he's at a stage in his career where he can't gallop 70 yards upfield mm. and get back in, you know, four seconds Yeah, back. just
0: turned 33.
1: Yeah, so he has to sort of hold his line a little bit. Tofflow, on the other side, it was quite noticeable how he was constantly looking for the overlap Constantly yeah. looking to bomb on it. And if you look at a lot of his assists at Lincoln, it's just the simplest thing in the world, you know, a full-back overlapping, putting it across the box and somebody being there to tap it
0: in. Exactly what they needed as well. He had a, a couple of nice link-ups, um, one with uh, one with Fraser Campbell uh, and the other one, who was the other one with? I think it might have been O'Brien, mm. where he went up that side and, and got the cross in and forced corners out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was... He looked every inch the kind of fullback that Tony needed, yeah. And we've talked before about I think that'll really help Carlin Grant if Carlan's gonna yeah. keep playing on the yeah. left. Yeah. Because what we've seen happening is players will double up on Carlin Grant and just the right back will just come inside yeah. and help block the shot and cut off mm. the route to goal. Because they know, well, the left back coming up this side yeah. isn't gonna do anything. So you might as well just let him yeah. run and and get on Carlan. Whereas if Toffolo is gonna to pose a threat and can get good crosses in, then they're going to have to keep a man on him.
1: As good as Jaden Brown is, I think his attacking output is is the thing he needs to work on more than anything. I mean, Town have had two assists from a full position, you would argue, and one of them is debatable, because really Flo was playing in midfield, wasn't yeah. he? So you could say one.
0: That was against Fulham, I think, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and that's that's not good enough when you look at others in the division never yeah. mind football in general that's a, a, a huge chasm of a black hole yeah. for your team not to be creating from that area So, and the thing is you look back over town games and you think well yeah because nobody puts a decent cross in mm-hmm. and it's because you haven't got full backs who are doing that Danny Simpson's not a full who puts a load of crosses in he no. never has been So if Toffolo can get to the point where he is on the overlap and he is crossing the ball well, um, again, it's a much better situation. The other thing with Smith-Rowe was he kept drifting out to that side naturally. So again, I wonder if Grant is going to have a a much better time if you've got Toffolo on the overlap and Smith-Rowe drifting out to the left. Yeah, it's going to pull pull the defenders over and it's gonna leave gaps and yeah I think that's a a decent weapon for town going forward. And you know, Andy King, I know he only got nine minutes at the end, but he came on and you sort of you forget with Andy King, he's a defensive midfielder, a central midfielder and an attacking midfielder. Yeah. So you you look at that and again I know it's not a it's not a signing that makes the willy fizz, right? <laughs> but You look at that and you think having somebody like that on the bench suddenly. The comment you'd made to me before the game suddenly, Town have got a bench again. Yeah, and it's a big weapon in a league where you're playing twice in a week, week after week after week after week.
0: You're a big weapon. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at that bench and they had, you know, Bakuna available from the bench. They had King available from the bench. Mooney um, Stankovic Stankovic and I you know you, you suddenly no disrespect to any of these people but you've not got a bench with Kean Harris, Scott High Josh Osterfield and mm.
1: who we all want to see do well and come yeah. into the first team longer term but they they need to be used at the right times and in the right ways and in the right places and not just because there's literally nobody else to yeah. to fill those I'm going to say it Steve right Remember you. Before I say this, remember you're better than this. Yeah, not just to fill slots.
0: Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the the other thing I would say on Toffolo is he was up against one of the best attacks. You've already mm-hmm. mentioned so many goals in the Championship. He's only had seven previous Championship appearances. He was on loan at Rotherham a few years ago. You know he was the best left back in League Two last season. He was in the PFA Team of the Year. He was. The best left-back in League One yep. this season, Danny says. And now he's stepped up into the Championship. And, and, I mean, again, it's 90 minutes. But it's 90 minutes against one of the best attacking teams in the Championship. Yep. And he looked didn't look out of place at all. He looked good.
1: Yeah. I've always said, and I said it on that other podcast we mm. did, I've always been a big fan of his. And he always looked like somebody... It, it's so rare in football now that you look at a player and you think, why isn't everybody all over this young man. Mm. And I you know, I genuinely think it's a bit of a coup for town. I think if Danny Cowley wasn't manager, they probably wouldn't be looking at him because bizarrely, he just seems to have been a blind spot for a load of people mm. because I would have genuinely thought he would have gone in the summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, reports saying the fee was somewhere in the region of half a million.
1: Yeah, which is... is I mean, if you think that town paid two million for Grant and yeah. if they've paid half a million for Toffolo... Then you've got to start giving a few people a little bit of credit in the recruitment team and what's going on behind the scenes. I know there are (laughs) obvious errors before I get shouted down, but this is the other thing I said to you was that uh, Toffolo is the model of the town signing going forward. Mm -hmm. Get a player who is A, cheap, B, fantastic value for that money. You know, he's actually better than the money he's, he's being asked for sorts a position for two years and can potentially be sold at a profit yeah. after that. That's that's where town are that's what they have to do. So the other thing about Tofflow is I think he will always be a six out of ten at worst. Yeah. And you know, Christopher yeah. Lever, a type yeah. player.
0: Somewhere between six and eight. You yeah. have
1: to you have to do yeah. that Gary Neville thing yeah. of whatever your level is you don't have to play at your absolute outstanding best ever week. But you just need to play at a good level consistently yeah. and he will do that.
0: And it's what town haven't had. They've had you know, their performances have been so erratic and that's players in every position pretty much Speaking of which mm. Trevor Chaleber we should probably talk about a little bit because had a good game against Southampton in the FA Cup
1: mm.
0: was awful against Barnsley particularly in the first half even considering how bad they were he was one of the worst players in the first half better in the second to be fair much better in the second we thought he had a good game on saturday mm. not amazing but good a lot of fans seem to disagree
1: <laughs> i i think i think there are people who have made their mind up on him mm. For whatever reason Yeah I think there are people Who've made their mind up on him But I think we should talk A little bit Tactically About how he's used And why some people Have that perception Because You As you've pointed out And as Danny Cowley Has pointed out You think he's better Than the 4231
0: do not you Yeah I mean his, his best performances Were Initially were Under Mark Hudson mm. You know You think of Cardiff You think of Redding. Yeah he At was, Cardiff
1: he was brilliant Cardiff
0: he was the best player on the pitch By mile got a goal in that game as well um, But it wasn't just the goal he, you know, he, he completely ran the show Then after Danny Cowley came in He had a bit of a dip The only games where But the games where he did do well Were the games against Birmingham and Swansea Which is when Alex Pritchard Apart from his red card against Swansea yeah. Those were the two games that Alex Pritchard Was able to start Yeah. So whenever they've played the 4 2, 3, 1, he's generally given a sort of a good 7 out of 10 if not 8 out of 10 performance but when you put him in the 4-3-3 particularly if he's alongside Bakuna and O'Brien and Jonathan Hogg isn't there he's been a 4 out of 10 yeah. and, and I understand that for a defensive minded player or a central midfielder you don't want someone who's wildly erratic mm. like it's the last thing you want in that kind of position but I think I think there's been indications that he is a good player on his day and particularly against the kinds of teams who you need someone who's going to unlock the defence. But So I understand the frustrations but I think given that they're in their preferred formation now I think there's good reason to be hopefully might have a decent spell actually. Mm.
1: 4-3-3 is a very difficult formation for a midfielder isn't it? Yeah. Because... I think about a 4 3 it doesn't affect your back four. Your, the way you attack is different. But As a midfielder, all three of the midfielders have to become a little bit of everything, don't they? Yeah. So you have to be a little bit of a defensive midfielder, a mm. little bit of a pure central midfielder, and a yeah. little bit of an attacking midfielder. And you're right, I don't think that suits him. I think he's a player who plays a certain way mm. and likes to play that way. But I, I, I think we should probably address the fact that he got accused of being lazy by a few people and there are reasons for that. But the thing I want to talk about is that the way he plays and his style of playing, so he only ever actually tackles if he's doubling up. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, if Hogg is there behind him, he will go in and go into the man because if you commit, what you do want is another man select. If you do win the tackle you can spring on the front foot, or if you lose the tackle, you've got the backup anyway of someone else there to control it. That's his game. That's what he does. When he's one-on-one, he he basically looks to control the space. So he shows you, he's he's a big bloke. Mm -hmm. He shows you, right, if I do that, you cannot go down that side. I'm only going to put you where I want you to be. But the problem with that is it seems quite passive Mm -hmm. often. It seems like you're not you know, town fans and football crowds in general want a midfielder to go clattering into a tackle. There's a reason, you know, Hoggy's beloved by everybody and it's because if you've got a couple of midfielders who are trying to control the space and show the, the the attackers where they want them to be and where they know they can double up. So if you show, I don't know, say he's over Toffolo's side and a player's running at him, he wants to show him into Toffolo yeah. so that one or the other can commit... And the other's there to mop up either way, either positively or negatively. So it does look a bit passive and it does lead to, oh, he's not doing enough and what have you. It's not the case. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And in the four-two-three-one, 3 one he's much more comfortable doing that because he just physically has more bodies around him. Mm-hmm. he doesn't feel as isolated as sort of playing on the halfway line and you saw with those couple of balls that what he really wants to do is receive the ball in a bit of space look up and pick that pass you know either spread the play or get it down through the middle and i completely understand the criticism of him
0: yeah he's i mean he's had too many games where he's been yeah there. He's not good at but, all
1: you know it's like the Swansea game was brilliant in the Swansea game until yeah. the red card and all people go is oh, he got himself sent off they forget he was like a 7 out of 10 minimum yeah. before that and I think there is an element I think there is a, a, an element of the fans who have made their mind up on him yeah as you quite rightly pointed out in your conclusions
0: as we said with Tommy Elphick as well earlier this season who now before Stearman, everyone missed all of a sudden
1: yeah Um <laughs> But, yeah, I I just think his sort of playing style does lead to a couple of criticisms. But at the same time, it, it is he is playing his game. He is yeah. doing what he's supposed to do.
0: I think we find it difficult in this country to appreciate midfielders when they're doing well. As I said to you in a group chat, there are still people out there who say Champions League winning captain mm. and soon-to-be Premier League winning captain Jordan Henderson doesn't do anything it's like he does loads of things it's just that he does lots of very simple jobs so you don't he's he's never you know he's not Stephen Gerrard he's not smashing it in from 35 yards I,
1: I do an England podcast and we've talked about Henderson a lot and one of the things I've said about Henderson is he's everything he does he is completely average at but he has no bad spots. He has no particularly good spots, but he has no bad spots. He's just a complete midfielder. Mm. He's just metronomic in that what he does, he does the right way mm. every single time. And you're right, it's not flashy. It's not Gerard lashing one in in the FA Cup final mm. you know, and in the last minute.
0: And it's not Hoggy going, clattering into a Yeah,
1: or? but I think that, that if there was one thing I could change about football... <laughs> And there's a lot I would change about football. But in terms of on the pitch, we are so conditioned English crowds mm-hmm. that it's the Congolo thing, that everybody used to love him putting in some raking, sliding tackle, and everybody would be cheering and going mad, forgetting that he'd either been caught out of position or been you know, caught not marking his man mm. and was having to make the recovery challenge anyway. And we, as English football crowds, we love a challenge like that we love somebody roaring in and shin pads smacking together and you know the ball flying off for a throw in but it's like yeah get into him that shows him and when we, ha- when you see a midfielder who doesn't necessarily do that only does that when they feel they've got the cover and they've got the, the, mm. the sort of the freedom to commit it yeah, naturally, I think in this country, we do tend to go, well, they're just not doing enough. You mentioned Michael Carrick, yeah. who was, you know, obviously these players were different calibre and play in a different way, but it's the same sort of perception filter. Neither of us are saying Chalibur has been having a good season. No, He has not been having a good season but when he has a good game it's fine to say he's had a good yeah, game yeah it
0: gets no leeway I mean as I say he made those two brilliant passes mm. um, for to, to, for those two chances for Grant but if he gives the ball away everyone groans and then if Lewis O'Brien gives the ball away in identical circumstances 30 seconds later no one makes a peep yeah and it, and it is because they've made their minds upon on him yeah. and and that 's yeah that 's the only thing I really wanted to address, as you say is just I, I think there 's no no acknowledgement when he does have a good game because there were still people phoning into radio leads and sending emails to us, and you know i 've seen you know messages people have sent to group chats and things slagging him off saying he was rubbish on Saturday and he, he wasn 't and it was interesting that we had a room full of neutral journalists down under the stand saying, oh, I thought he had a really good game. Yeah. While upstairs on the gantry, yeah. everyone was phoning well, into that, Radio lead saying he was useless. The
1: thing is, we're offering this defence, and I told you, my personal opinion on Saturday, I thought he was somewhere quite a way above average and just below good. I yeah. thought it was a promising rather than, yeah. you know, like, oh, right, well, he was man of the match and he was a 9 out of 10. We're not even trying to say that, but, yeah... It's all right to say when he's done, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- I think Smithrow is the one who will help him.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Because he wants that man in between the striker, doesn't he? He wants that person to look to. Yeah, he
0: likes playing a twenty thirty yard pass. Yeah. To to someone in front of him who will then play in the striker. Yeah. I think generally speaking.
1: Well, if you look at if if you look at Trebs passing, he he passes into space he doesn't want to hit your no. feet, he wants to get the ball into space because he's sitting in a deeper position, so there's no point hitting somebody's laces from thirty yards because you haven't moved the play at all he wants to get it thirty yards into space for a player who's ten yards away currently to bomb onto mm. so yeah i I think there's I think there's more to come there's more to come, yeah, you know,
0: and hopefully this i mean that's if he even. <laughs> stays in the side because you look at those central midfield options now you know you've got who have you got um, you've got O'Brien Chalaber, Hogg King Bakuna Bacuna as your central midfield and then mm. and then you've got Smithrow and King can, and Pritchard potentially could come back um, for, yep. for attacking midfield it's, uh, it's a lot of players in there to fit into the side
1: it is I mean we're, we're we're going to come on to the transfer window in a minute. We don't know what's going to happen between now and the end of the transfer window. No. but We think there's going to be that clutch there. I, I think out of all of them, I think Pacuna's actually the interesting one because I do just wonder how the Cowleys see Pacuna positionally. Mm. I wonder. I, I wonder if he still belongs in that group, to be honest with you, or whether they see him as somebody who plays far higher up. Um, and certainly I know needs have dictated that he's played right wing, left wing, he's played as a number 10, which both of us don't like.
0: Yeah, right back.
1: Uh, Right back, yeah. But I just wonder if they don't see him as a central midfielder. Mm,
0: He came on right wing, didn't he, Mm. when he came on. And he's not... The the
1: problem... The thing about Bakuna, not the problem, but the thing about Bakuna is he can play as a winger and he's got bags of confidence, but his delivery's got to be better. Not just... In terms of his passing, when he delivers, because what he really likes doing is getting the ball cut and inside and trying one from 25 yards. Mm-hmm. And when you've got a Smith throw now and you've got people on the overlap and you've got Grant and you've got Campbell in the middle, you've got to feed them. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to feed them. You, you can't just keep doing that. So they keep telling him simplicity is genius. Mm-hmm. That's what Danny Cowley says. And I, I just... I just wonder if he's not in that group anymore. Mm. And that would leave, what, Hogg, Chalabar, King and O'Brien. Yeah. And that's four. And you'd have thought, you know, four games in a fortnight quite yeah. often in this league. that
0: you rotate through them.
1: It's probably about right, isn't yeah. it? Because you're going to play two, have at least one on the bench, probably have both on the bench. Yeah. So they're all... If you're looking at that as a group of four, you're probably all going to see quite a bit of football. Yeah. And then Bakunas probably potentially up in your wing options now
0: yeah so yeah there you go so yeah you mentioned the transfer window as you say we're not sure what's going to happen Danny Cowley has said that at this point having brought four in that they're going to have to get people out before anyone else Mm. before they even consider bringing anyone else in I know you're going to say a winger (laughs) (laughs) what else do you think Town need Dave
1: Um. I think it's I think it's important to say that they've had a really good transfer window. Yeah, it is. All four It's very rare it's very difficult to recruit in January and it's even more difficult to recruit for your first team and not just players who can help the squad out and Town have recruited four players who help the first team. Mm-hmm. So I think even if business stopped tomorrow they've had a really good window and I think Getting Congolo out, we believe Dear is going to go to Forest. Mm-hmm. And by the time he listens to this, he could have gone. Um, I think that's important. We don't know what's happening with Mbenza. You know, Reese Brown has gone out on mm-hmm. loan. Um, and Bokorn, I, I think, is a difficult one to shift just because nobody over here has seen enough of him. He's to, un-
0: it's a complete unknown quantity, really. The, yeah,
1: so it's very. Difficult. To, I mean, if he went on loan, you'd be looking a League One at loan at best, wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you?
0: You'd um, think so. So,
1: I think they've had a good window. I think from this point, Danny was sort of keen to stress in his presser after the game that there has to be outs uh, before there's ins. He talked about being respectful of the club, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and the wage bill and that's absolutely the right attitude as well because Town have got some high earners that they need to shift before they just bring in a load more players, you know. So I think anything else is almost like a cherry on the top, Yeah. despite them still having positions to fill.
0: It's enough to get them through to the summit, you would think.
1: Yeah. I mean, what what would I like to see them do? A right-winger... Uh, a striker who can play as proper backup to Campbell so you don't yeah. have to bring Grant inside all the time
0: or play Mounier, or who's play a Mounier who yeah.
1: means you have to change how you play literally from full back up yeah um, you know at central midfield they're fine defensively in the middle they're fine but i would like to see somebody who could properly push Simpson um mm-hmm. you know come in and and when i say push Simpson i mean also help him out yeah. <laughs> you know so he can take a game off because
0: I, I don't Dehaney think perhaps
1: yeah but I I like De Haney a lot but he feels the gap between Danny Simpson yeah. and De feels too big
0: <laughs> yeah and if they were if they were sort of comfortably lower mid table and yeah. the delegation was not a worry you might stick him in at this point but
1: yeah um, so somebody who could bridge that gap and you know, I, I there are other positions as well, but I, I I think you're right. I think they've done enough to see them through till summer. Anything else is a bonus at this point. What do you what do you think? What's your view? Yeah, I
0: quite agree. I think right winger is probably the next thing they should look at if it's possible for them to do it. But But uh, they
1: can't if they can't get the right bloke now. Yeah. Don't worry. No, exactly. I wait think wait until the summer.
0: I think they've as you say, they've they've plugged probably the most urgent holes already which was the number 10 the left back and and do you know what before I saw Stearman I wouldn't have said they need a centre back necessarily but having having seen him play that 90 minutes and again I'm I'm cautious not to overdo it based on one performance but I can see the I can see what they see in him it's
1: the leadership and attitude isn't it
0: I mean they've had one clean sheet in their previous 12 games or something like that
1: he's it's interesting that, I know we're going slightly off the transfer window, but Danny Cowley has said in a couple of press conferences that we've been in, oh, we need some more minerals, Yeah, <laughs> we need some more balls in the team. He's now got Stearman, who's a, a proper leader at the back. Yeah, Hoggy, obviously, yeah. in front of him. O'Brien, who even at his age has become... A, a, a leader if nothing else by example but you do see him barking at people and mm-hmm. telling people.
0: We spoke to him a bit about this after Barnsley, he was the yeah. the only player I think they could get out to speak after the last yeah. game.
1: Uh, um, Campbell up top
0: King is, in the middle as well.
1: Who is a leader and you've got now Andy King in the middle. Yeah. So suddenly Town have gone from a team who were uh, <laughs> who were way too weak you know we, Elphick as we said he made mistakes but that it didn't matter because the positives you were getting from him being there yeah. and actually telling people what to do and hold the line, well, it, it, these things make a difference. So, As
0: I say, I think they'd gone from conceding four goals in seven games on that seven-game run they had, then Elphitt got injured and they conceded 25 in 13, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, which
1: is crazy. So, yeah, you know, I, I think suddenly they've got what they want, which is why you do wonder... Like every manager would love to add another three players to their yeah. squad at any point yeah. Jürgen Klopp would like to add another three <laughs> players to his squad right now but I think I'm not I'm not saying they're completely happy and they have said there may be one or two in but it completely depends on the outs Yeah, you, and you, you, it's important to keep that balance isn't it Steve?
0: Yeah I mean we've got three clubs in the division at the moment that are facing financial fair play charges uh, Derby Wednesday and Birmingham, and Birmingham yeah. uh, who could well get a, another points deduction. Well, I, neither uh, of us are particularly confident that they will. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but
1: uh, there are people who seem to know a little bit more about the situation than us who are saying nine to twelve points potentially, which would be, I mean, particularly for Town would yeah. be massive, yeah, because uh, it immediately drops them down in there. So I know it's boring, you know, and I, I know I've I've talked about signings that make the Willie Fizz but that may have to wait till summer yeah. when a sort of proper cowley clear out can happen.
0: Yeah. And I know people are saying where's all the money gone? I would say go back and listen to Phil Hodgkinson mm. when he did Andy takes that chance now that you know we're in a bit of a clearer light of day and things yeah. have calmed down a little bit. Go back and listen to that because I mean I've got a spreadsheet together and sort of run the numbers that he's given and they they make sense to me, particularly when you consider that there's loans that need repaying to the previous chairman yeah, for the money I, that he put into the club.
1: They, yeah, and those loans will be substantial.
0: Well, they, they, he's talking about, I, I believe, the last time they released finances, it was £50 million. Pounds. I believe that's now closer to £60. Right. Uh, and they hope to be debt debt-free within three years, which means you're looking at paying yeah. £20 million pounds a season out.
1: Which is which confirmed let me just run the numbers yeah that's a lot yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot of zeros so yeah I, they have to strike this balance to you know not to repeat myself but that Toffolo signing is exactly the signing town needs to make and they are so difficult in January Yes. Yeah. so so difficult to make so to get a Steerman on a permanent not a loan yeah 18 you know, contract to get Toffolo on a permanent and to get a couple of Canny loan signings in yeah uh, that may be your lot who knows They, they might be someone but Carl and Grant they might get a huge offer for him and if if town got the right money for grant in truth they'd be stupid not to let him go financially because yeah. he may never be worth this amount ever again to them yeah but I, I don't know I I sort of think they might get one more in maybe another loan if they if Deer goes and if they can get some interest in in Benza potentially but that might be your lot might yeah. be a boring last day of the transfer window <laughs> town front.
0: well I hope so because I'm meant to be out at a friend's birthday party that night and I would really prefer I'm going to have to take my laptop either way but I'd really prefer not to have to get my laptop out in the middle of a party on transfer deadline day
1: yeah. Well, you might have to.
0: Yeah, I might have to. That's the job. That's the job.
1: <laughs> so yeah, but I, I think, I, I, I just think with Town fans, I think that recruitment-wise, just wait till the summer. I, the, I, I feel like there's going to be a huge turnover this summer. Yes, yeah. Cowley has talked about one in his 22-man squad and a couple of the youth players on the fringes of that that you can bring in, and Town are pretty imbalanced in, yeah. in some areas so yeah I think there will be lots of outs and ins but next week or so I, I can't see a lot happening no. cut to someone listening <laughs> to this pod as Hogg's been sold Grant's been sold <laughs> Schindler's been sold Gribar <laughs> has gone back to Liverpool <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't see much happening though
0: no likewise lovely thanks for coming in again Dave Hartrick you're on Twitter Sometimes yeah. Yeah. At David Hartrick, aren't you? Yes I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm at Stephen Chicken, aren't I? Yeah. So follow us there and tune in next week. Bye.